0: now you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want today is a brand new day and it's yours
1: welcome to the true performance show by Ziegler. every positive pursuit in life every progression of personal development change is fueled by one thing inspiration it's the drive and the hunger that propels every good endeavor Without it, we merely have a dream, but never actually move. With it, we can actually overcome insurmountable odds to achieve our desires, convictions, and calling. In this show, we come together to drill down into what really makes success tick and how we can apply it to our unique personal and work lives. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and right now, we're going to inspire your true performance. Hey everyone, this is Kevin bringing you Ziggler's True Performance Show, episode 413. We're back with Zig talking goals and how you can actually achieve them. Setting them is like buying a membership to a gym. I mean, it's only good if you show up and do the work. Hey, Today's show is surely not the best show ever, but it may be the most important in so many ways. You just are, I just am, whatever we tell ourselves. I mean, right, if you tell yourself you can flap your wings and fly and you jump off a cliff, you're going to die. Gravity is an absolute and you aren't a bird. But most of our ability is not limited by real absolute truths. It's limited by the reality that we've agreed with and believe to be true. Uh, And most of us, you've already proven that so many things wrong in many areas. I mean, there are things that you were told you could not do. You believed it for a time, but at some point you did do it. There are many things that you weren't told you couldn't do, but you personally believed you couldn't for many reasons. uh, And you you did it anyways. You ultimately did it. If all those things, so if you add those up and it was five things or 50 or 500, there are another thousand or 10,000 things that you're capable of that you are currently not living up to because somebody else or yourself told you you can't. You thought that you can't. You think that you can't. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. So you can pay for a decade of therapy, or you can listen to Zig and this show in this show, take what he talks about captive and what we talk about afterwards. And it's shock therapy that we can start using and achieving with right now. So here folks is an interesting idea regarding making actual change in our lives and taking action towards goals. And it's just a personal story. I have been in a season of out of balance for a good while, Uh, two growing businesses with just so much opportunity. I really, uh, it's difficult to say no, and I'm not very patient. So I'm trying to make too much happen. Admittedly, I've got an oversized family that keeps growing, uh, vacations, trips, loads of pursuits. I mean, it's gotten to feeling fairly out of control and I'm in a place of feeling that I'm just keeping everything afloat and not really doing anything well. Anyone relate to that? So my wife and some of my kids are on a missions trip to a place that we've been involved in for many years, uh, investing in neglected, abused, and abandoned kids. And she is returning with a new family member to take our number now of children to 10. And discussing this via phone, I told her my heart is there quickly and easily, but logistically, we got to talk. There's no way we can do all we are now and care for a new young child. So my wife had been thinking of postponing her doctorate program anyways, and so now she's definite. She's going to postpone it. And I said, I've got to get these businesses whipped into shape and and a couple new initiatives launched that will increase our income and my work time will actually decrease. So we've got to figure out how to make that happen. So, I mean, what's the point? I'm excited about the changes that are coming, this new addition To our family, because it's going to force some other things to happen that have needed to for a long time. We've got to get smarter. We've got to say no to some things and decide what we're going to cut off so that we can say yes to this. So we're going to get leaner and more strategic. We're forced to make these decisions now that we've been needing to and just let slide for so long. So sometimes taking on something significant, an extra, is what it takes to get us to get organized, to prune. To get us committed, to get us focused. I mean, nothing nothing makes uh, us take action better than when we have no choice but to. I mean, we must act or the consequences will be unbearable. We can't do this new thing, take on this new family member amidst what we're doing now. What cripples us is when things are just okay. They are somewhat manageable. We're making it, you know, day by day. We can and often do go on indefinitely, months, years, decades. So, Something for you to think about. Do you need to go after and commit to something big, something that will force you to give other things up? I mean, think about the sinking ship or the descending hot air balloon. Uh, I actually spent a summer as a youth on a hot air balloon competition team. Man, if there was a problem and you're descending uh, where you shouldn't, you throw out everything that's not 100% essential. And what's incredible is you realize how much you really can simplify and how much excess and unnecessary baggage that that you're lugging around. Well, on that note, one big decision that you can make today that will force you to make some decisions in other areas is the L- Ziegler Legacy Certification Course, which you can find at zieglercertified.com. It is a five-day, massively life-altering program. Uh, September twelfth. And November 14th are the next two and the last two of this year. So just a a real quick overview. You're taught the core Ziegler success principles and you're equipped to teach them to others. Uh, You know, when I was a kid, my dad took a Dale Carnegie course and the value to him personally was profound, but he was also equipped to give resources uh, to others and lead them. And that's what began his career of coaching and consulting. So, this is the present day opportunity, folks Ziegler Legacy Certification Course. And that's really what sets it apart. There are many programs that are focused on you and your personal development. There are many programs focused on business opportunities and development. Combining them does not happen often except here at Ziegler Legacy Certification. And also this only happens with a select few people at a time, only 20, and they have to pass a background check and some other qualifying uh, issues. And they have gone beyond 20 just a few times, but the point is it's a small group. You get very personal attention from the Ziegler leaders and family, and you get to know the other attendees intimately Uh, Those connections so often people cite as uh, that, that that was worth the price of admission right there. Uh, Plus, you do then officially join the Ziegler team, and you're given exclusive, ongoing support certification licensing. So go again, ZieglerCertified.com, and just apply. There's no commitment in applying. Uh, If you qualify and are accepted, tell them you came specifically from this, Ziegler's True Performance Show, and that I, Kevin, sent you. Tom Ziegler and the team will grant you a special offer in addition to any others, literally. Uh, they've got a Take Action Now incentive. It's a significant savings on the cost. So, again, you can get the info. You'll initially talk to Kanya there at Ziegler. And then if you go through her and it looks like a good fit, you'll literally talk to Tom Ziegler. So, again, five days uh, of this incredible program. Uh, so, check it out. September 12th, 14th, ZieglerCertified.com. All right, folks. Well, here then, I'm going to give you 11 minutes of raw zig, and then we're going to drill down.
0: Want to maintain the right attitude? Then I cannot say it strongly enough or often enough. What you really need to do is you need to get involved in our self-talk cards that we've been uh, talking about back and forth. You need to have that self-talk card because with it, you stand up in front of the mirror every morning and every night And you simply say, I, Jane Jones, am a happy, motivated, honest. You go right down the list of all of those qualities. Now, let me bring you up to date on something. This is not some far out concept. Talking to yourself goes back thousands of years. It's right out of the Bible. The Lord is my shepherd, 23rd Psalm. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down. Next time you're in church, get your hymn book out. And start looking at the words of those hymns. Over and over and over, you will see the self-talk there. And you might say, but Zig, I, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of those qualities you got listed there, man. I just don't know if I got all of those. You've got at least the seed. And what we got to do is develop the seeds. Recognize them, confess them, and develop them. If you're weak in some of them, like, for example, you uh, might not be strong in organization skills. But what you can do is follow the book, Joel, the third chapter, 10th verse, Old Testament says, Let the weak say, I am strong. It's amazing what it will happen. I've read three or four stories in there and used several examples about what this is all about. But let me simply emphasize that uh, when you look at the examples, when you look at what people uh, do, when you look what can happen, then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, using those cards, claiming those qualities. Remember, you got to be before you can do, got to do before you can have. Claim the qualities every morning, claim them every night. It's amazing what will happen. How do you maintain the right attitude? You greet people properly. Now, let me tell you why that's so important. When you greet people properly and bid them goodbye properly, some of you have noticed uh, this evening I greeted you with good morning. Now, it was at least 6.30 when I did that. Virtually every one of you responded back, good morning, okay? What you send out, you see, is exactly what you get back. When you ask me how am I doing, I always say, better than good, Now, a lot of times people say, well, Ziggy, is it really always better than good? Compared to what 99 and 9 tenths percent of the people in this world have, absolutely it's better than good. And today is a wonderful day. Every day is a good day. And if you don't believe it, you just try missing one of them. (laughs) Every day is a good day. Better than good. And then, ladies and gentlemen, there's something else. You need to take time to be quiet. My mentor, Fred Smith, taught me this. He said, you know, Zig, there are a lot of good students who are not good thinkers. They acquire a lot of information but don't know how to use it. I encourage you to never listen to tapes while you're walking, not even mine. Listen to them just before you go on the walk and ask yourself the question, how can I take this and use it in such a way that I will, in fact, be more successful and better at what I do. We need to think about what we already know and how can we use it. It often happens that I have something uh, very important to do. I'm writing something and somehow I know that I just can't quite make the connections. I get up, put on my walking shoes and go for a walk. And in virtually every case... I come up with a solution on that walk. We need to think more. We need to pray more. We need to take the appropriate steps that will enable us to accomplish more of the objectives which we have set in our lives. If we do that, then more good things are going to happen to us in so many different ways. How do you reach your goals? Well, you've got to know how to train fleas. Now, just as a matter of curiosity, is there anybody here who does not know how to train fleas? Can I see your hands, please? Man, you got here just in time. I'm telling you. You've got to know how to train fleas. And I'm sure you heard the one about the two fleas at the bottom of the hill. And one of them said, well, do we walk or take a dog? <laughs> well, anyhow, <laughs> you train fleas by putting them in a jar. You put the top on the jar and you watch them and they'll start jumping. They'll jump up and up and up and up and up and up and you think they're never going to stop. But finally, you'll notice that though they continue to jump, they are no longer hitting the top. Then you can literally take the top off and they'll keep jumping and jumping and jumping, but they cannot jump out. And the reason they cannot jump out is they have been conditioned just so high. To jump just so high. And once they've been conditioned to jump so high, then that's all there is. There is no more. People are exactly the same way. They start out in life to write the book, to climb the mountain, to break the record, to do something extraordinarily significant in their life. But along the way, they bump their heads, they stub their toes, and they become what we call a sniop. Now that's spelled S-N-I-O-P. That's a person who is susceptible to the negative influence of other people. You remember the fear that we started this uh, first session with this evening? False evidence appearing real. Somebody says to them, you know, you're not very good at this, or you'll never amount to anything, or you can't do that. Ninety percent of the men who are incarcerated in prison were repeatedly told by their parents one of these days, you're going to end up in jail. That's the reason that, we include this little self talk card in the materials which we sell. Because you get in front of that mirror and you say, I, John Jones, am an honest, intelligent, organized, responsible, committed, teachable person, and you go right down the list. Now, let me give you the good news here. Every one of these qualities are skills. Every one, including intelligence, are skills. Research conclusively proves that if you can learn it, it can be taught and if it can be taught, it's a skill. Why is that so important? It's important because it says to me, I got a chance. My kids have got a chance. My grandchildren have got a chance. Any child who is exposed to somebody who genuinely cares about them, who teaches them that they were born to win and gives them the plan so that they can win, somebody who reaches out and helps them, then that individual has got within them in virtually every case unless there's some physiological or psychological serious problem within. I believe we really are born to win. What's a flea trainer? A flea trainer... Is one who jumps out of the jar. Roger Bannister was probably the best-known fleet trainer that I am familiar with. Some of you might recognize the name. He was the first one to break the four-minute barrier. You know, for years and years and years, athletes have been saying, I'm going to break the barrier. A coach would just laugh at him. Man, what are you talking about? Break that four minute barrier. Why, uh, nobody's ever done it. You might get to 402 or 401, but never uh, break that barrier. Doctors were saying, a four minute mile, man, your heart would come right out of your body. What are you talking about? And nobody could do it. Oh, they'd toe the line, you know, and say, Today I'm going to break the barrier. But deep down in their subconscious was that little boy saying, Who are you kidding, feller? You might get close, but you know you ain't going to do it took a fleet trainer to break it. Roger Bannister was a superb athlete, but he also was a goal setter extraordinary. He planned what to do. He measured the length of his stride. He knew exactly how many strides it took him to run 100 yards, 440 yards a mile. He had four guys that paced him, one for the first 440, one for the next, and one for the next, and one for the next. He broke that barrier, because he was a gold setter, a superb athlete, he had a plan of action. Now, once he broke the barrier, then athletes all over the world, there's been one gentleman to run over a hundred races in less than four minutes. There have been literally dozens of races where eight guys would break the four-minute barrier in the same race. It's happened a hundred times. Landy broke it just six weeks after uh, uh, Roger Bannister had broken it. The reason was it was not a physical impossibility. There was a psychological breakthrough. And when people saw he did it, many of them said, hey, I can do it too. That's the reason the model that you establish in your home, in your company, is so incredibly important. Because when they see it and you do it, they think that's what they want to do. Parents, I want to kind of halfway start to wind up by saying A lot of kids that we accuse them of being rebellious are not being rebellious. They're being copycats. See, they think drinking is adult. They think sexual relationships is adult. And what they want to do is they want to be an adult. The model we set is so incredibly important. The role models that we play, and as you know, we're having more and more need for good role models who teach the right values. That's one of the reasons whenever I have an opportunity, I encourage parents, get your son, get your daughter in scouting. I'm here to tell you the values you learn there are absolutely phenomenal. The success ratio is unbelievable. Judge Elvin Wood up in Norman, Oklahoma, been on the bench over 20 years, said he has never had a juvenile in front of him who spent a year in the scouts. Now you think about that. Those that say five years, according to the Harris report, those kids are two and a half times as likely to finish college and nearly twice as likely to make $50,000 a year. Ninety-four percent of them say the values they learned in scouting has affected their decision process all of their lives. If it's humanly possible to get them in Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, I would really encourage you to do so.
1: Okay, folks, so let's get real about these self talk cards and why this crazy practice produces such profound results. First, I want to thank Earth Class Mail for their support of today's show. Folks, Earth Class Mail, they move your snail mail to the cloud, giving you instant access. 24 7. They integrate with the tools and services you use every day. I mean, it's crazy that we've moved everything we do for business over to the digital world, but still need to pick up, sort, and manage physical mail. I mean, with Earth Class Mail, you can get all your mail scanned and accessible online 24 7. You can search your mail, send invoices to your accounting software, sync important documents into cloud storage, deposit electronic checks, and really just make running your business a whole lot easier. You also get a real professional address to share publicly with customers, business partners, and investors. You'll never need to worry about someone showing up at your front door if you run your business from home. Uh, Earth Class Mail is a great solution that's perfect for businesses and independent entrepreneurs of all types. Visit earthclassmail.com slash Ziggler. You'll get your first month of service free when you sign up. Again, use earthclassmail.com slash Ziggler. So, self talk cards. Folks, over a year ago, I did a show on the self talk cards and I offered them as a free download at Ziggler.com slash self talk, where you can get them right now, as always, totally free. Ziggler.com slash self talk. And I've mentioned many times before, there is nothing really related to Ziggler at all that gets more positive testimonial to actual life change than these self talk cards. Let's talk about it. I and mean, we, we've come to the topic in a lot of the recent shows on brain training. We talked about it with Dan Harris in regards to him talking about meditation, that it is, he was, you know, likes to take the hoodoo guruness out of meditation and said, it's just brain training. My wife is involved in research, childhood research and brain, cognitive training, brain training. Uh, So let me simply say of all the things that we could ever do for our personal development and improvement, chances are we'll never do anything this powerful of standing in front of a mirror, looking ourselves in the eyes and speaking to ourselves. Uh, Now, let me clarify, speaking something good. I mean, speaking of, a blessing over yourself, in essence. I mean, many people have looked in the mirror in the bathroom or the car, rear view mirror, and said, Oh my gosh, good grief, Kevin, you idiot. That was stupid. What's your problem? Following some mistake or disappointment. But that's not what we're talking about here. In the show 412, I referenced an article by the Cleveland Clinic about the 60,000 thoughts we have every day. of them are negative. That's just what resonates with us most. We're, we're telling ourselves negative things constantly. And there's, for me, there's nobody I get more upset with than myself. I freely, if I just let myself run at my natural course, let myself have it. Sometimes I'm even a scapegoat to myself to rant on when I've held back from letting somebody else have it. I mean, we do and are whatever we tell ourselves. Our actions come right from our self-talk, our inner self-talk, those thoughts. Again, you may not think of it that you do that. You think, I don't consciously talk to myself. I don't do it out loud. I don't even do it in my own head, but you are thinking constantly. That's what the study by the Cleveland Clinic talked about. We are thinking constantly having these thoughts and the majority of them are negative if we are not intentional and go deal with them. So again. Well, to go further though, but to literally speak out loud to ourselves, looking in the mirror is for all sakes and purposes, it's declaring war on ourselves. I mean, it's an act of treason to the negative, albeit you know, generally normal existence inside of us. And folks, there's biblical and non-biblical versions of the self talk cards that you can choose from. And I got to tell you, I I can't say this across the board. Chances are, though, you're going to feel stupid trying to do this. I do. I don't like it. It's not comfortable for me. I don't like looking myself in the mirror, period, for any reasons, really. I don't like looking, even more so, to talk to myself. It feels idiotic and juvenile and, and, and ridiculous and I, I mean, it's really difficult, folks. I mean, again, here I am, spokesman for Ziegler. This is what Zig talks about. And I'm just admitting it is very difficult for me to do this. But doing it day in and day out will change you for the better. Guaranteed. I mean, you just can't not change for the better because you can't withstand the onslaught of that kind of mental programming and brain training. You, you just can't. Believe the power of words to yourself. I am a, a, a quiet person when I'm not doing things of this nature. I'm, I'm generally naturally pretty introverted. If I am by myself, there's not a sound I could go for, for weeks, not speaking. Cause I'm not, I'm not prone to speaking to myself or speaking out loud unless it's something frustrated and irritated about myself. So, uh, uh, but the point is we believe what we think and say And it is just powerful. There's no hoodoo guru, no supernatural thing. It's just our brain. It's how it's wired. If we are looking at ourselves, we are speaking to ourselves. Our brain can't reject it, not fully. I mean, crazy people are in padded rooms claiming they are a parakeet and they actually believe it after repeating it for so long. We just want to take that to the positive side. Zig's calling us to claim the successful attributes we want uh, and and battle against our negative self-limiting natures. Uh, I would honestly, literally folks ask you to print out these self-taught cards, read them daily in place of listening to another one of these shows or buying any Ziggler product or going to Ziggler legacy certification course uh, that I mentioned earlier in the show. I mean, it's just, it's just that powerful. And so many of our great leaders, world changers, they did these goofy things like this and it actually works. And the reality of it not being something that we we're ever exposed to, that we we're ever taught, it is uncomfortable as a reason why the vast majority just don't ever do it. I just dare you to try. Uh, and also on these cards, you can, like, like myself, you can take them verbatim, which is fine, or you can customize them as well. Feel free to do that. Don't be uh, imprisoned to just using them just like they are. If that's comfortable for you, do that. But if you need to change them to make them more palatable or make them more specific, that's what I did. Then please do that. And you know, one more point here, where, where Zig mentions the difficulties of claiming. This is the big point: claiming all the positive attributes, saying them that you know you are not. Doing right now, you are not being right now. Those do not; those aren't; those are not true. Like for me to say, I'm a punctual person. I am not. Um, okay, it's understood. So you don't emulate that quality now. But what he says is, we have the seeds, and that is absolute truth that we can all accept. We all do have the seeds for, as he talks about, greatness. But we have them for discipline, for righteousness, for perseverance, for wisdom. The seeds of great strength, the brilliance of leadership. Seeds for creativity, innovation, great decisions and ideas, whatever. Insert the positive qualities that you desire in there. You do have those seeds, just like you would believe your kids do. You you believe so many other people do. You have to believe literally that you have the seeds. Well, self-talk is just the absolute best way to develop those seeds, to fertilize them, to grow them. So it's not lying to yourself. You are growing your best possibilities. I, I love that Zig says self talk goes back to the dawn of time. He cites the Book of Joel in the Bible, where it says let let the weak say I am strong. And that just just dwelling on that, when I listened to this clip, I stopped there. Let the weak say I am strong. That's in the Bible, and that is speaking. It's not lying, you know, and saying and saying, "Gosh, I am weak. I'm just going to make pretend I'm strong." No, it's speaking that into existence, day in and day out. It will cause you to do the things that actually make you become strong it's profound folks claim the qualities that you want well zig says something interesting next he talks about speaking good out to others encouraging and he mentions his response to the question of hey how you doing uh he, his response has always been better than good and he says compared to 99% of the world everyday is a good day well so folks let's get real here i mean zig is a human he was a human he's passed away but he was he was a human guy He was mortal like all of us. He put his pants on just like the rest of us do. But while he realized that he was so blessed, it does not mean he didn't have hard times at all. It doesn't mean he didn't have strife and disappointment and deep sorrows. He was just very skilled at putting things into perspective perspective and going on. Um, We had a guy not long ago on Facebook respond to a Ziegler quote about every day being a good day. And he cited, Hey, you know, what about the day when bad things happen? His, you know, and his wife left him, he wrecked his car, lost his job, ran out of money. It wasn't that exact list. I'm I'm exaggerating a bit, but he laid out a reality of a hard day where bad things happened and said, you know, in, in, in any world, there is a reality to having a bad day, right? Well, I mean, folks, I mean, Zig lost an adult child. And on that day, I I don't know that he felt it was a great day. In all honesty, though, he probably did find good to a degree. I mean, his heart was unbelievably sad, but he knew his child was in heaven. He found gratitude in the blessings of knowing that child for the amount of time that she was on the earth and for the good things that she did. But of course, his heart was hurting. His soul had sadness. And I doubt he looks back on that day uh, or looked back on that day with a lot of fondness and joy. But folks, I'll tell you, back to the guy who did post on Facebook, he wasn't being disrespectful. He really wasn't. It was a good post. He was being real. And and so many people responded to what he wrote there with understanding. And again, they weren't saying, yeah, that's that's stupid. But they were just being real and discussing it, having a good discussion. But they were also on the Ziegler Facebook page because they wanted more. They wanted what Zig was espousing. They wanted that positive outlook on life. And the absolute truth is when you work – to see the good in things, when you have gratitude, bad things happen less. And if they do happen, they just don't carry the weight that they used to. This is not about being Pollyanna. It's not about feeling deeply the bad things that happen and the wounds and the hurts, but it is not letting them overcome you and stepping back and looking at the big picture and finding the true good that there is so that that hard thing, those hard things can strengthen us ultimately, not weaken us. Well, Zig's next point is on not just knowing things. This is something he comes back to a lot when we do in this show. Not just knowing things, but thinking and dwelling on how we can use the knowledge we have. The best analogy I can think of goes again to a biblical reference. And if you don't believe in the Bible and Christianity, I know you're intelligent enough to get the gist of this point here. So there are a lot of people, a lot of Christians who believe in, or a lot of people in general believe in the, in Jesus Christ. Okay. But a lot of Christians and think that's the, that's the ultimate thing. I, I, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm saved. I believe in Jesus Christ. And the truth is Satan believes in Jesus Christ too. He knows more tangibly than any of us in Christ's actual, literal existence. Well, so the point though, so then that doesn't get us anything, huh? The point is whether we follow Christ and do what he says or not. And this is not biblical, theological, or doctrinal soapbox. I'm just trying to expound on a point, make an analogy. When we ravenously devour new knowledge as a culture, We listen to the same seeds of knowledge in a million different colors and voices and translations and perspectives. But as as Solomon in the Bible said, there's nothing new under the sun. It's just packaged differently. And we do need it said over and over repeatedly from new voices and a new day and a new age and new context of new times. But knowing something, knowing things is a hundred percent irrelevant if we don't do something with those things. And we are in a cultural phenomenon somewhat in this information age that uh, that we're in and probably will never leave of having so much knowledge but we don't have the same trajectory of because of this knowledge that things are getting better that people have more joy that they are having more success we just know more things we're like walking dictionaries and encyclopedias what can we what 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 do we do with the knowledge we have is all that matters i would rather have less knowledge than I have today and yet do something with the good knowledge that I have I mean you to this point have given somewhere around 30 minutes right now if you're still listening to this show 30 minutes precious minutes of your life to listen to this what will you do with what you've heard here or is it just positive entertainment I hope not because I don't think of myself as much of an entertainer I mean as to Zig's testimony of taking knowledge, doing something with it. He talks about some of the literal exercises in his own life. And he says, don't take any info walking. When you go walking, think about something then go walk and dwell on that. Well, so the point of that, um, call it time to think deeply. So whatever it is for you, for him, it was walking for you. It might be just being still and meditating, whatever. Where does it happen for you? It's great to know. Is it walking, running, swimming? In the shower, driving, riding a bike, sitting alone in the closet or in the woods, sitting in the middle of Grand Union Station with the details of life drown out in the chaos that you can actually think. Is it when you go to sleep or wake up or mowing the yard, which my wife loves to do. I loathe mowing, but uh, wherever it may be, there isn't a right answer, folks, because the point is first taking a thought captive and then giving yourself time to stew on that. And then, you know, and then finding, it's good to know where is the most conducive place for your thoughts to get gathered and to gain clarity and and have some creativity and some free thinking. Uh, As I was writing the show, I was actually in the living room with my, uh, some of my older kids. My 20 year old daughter said for her, it's in the study room of our house is one of the places that she goes. The sun shines in bright. It's a quiet spot, kind of intimate. It's got natural wood walls that I actually milled from wood on our own property that's where she says that for some reason she can think well there. My 21-year-old son was in there. He said it's in for him it's a shower or often in bed going to sleep at night. Uh, for me, I'd have to say it's when I wake from sleep uh, in the middle of the night or in the morning that I start ah, these, these thoughts and I'll come to ideas. Uh, but though I, I, I think specifically I tend to do this where I'll t- intentionally take a thought, something I'm trying to figure out, something I want a good idea on, and I'll go for a run. Uh, cause I can run and, uh, it, but it, again, go back to it's being intentional, taking an intentional thought because I can run and think of nothing. You can shower and think of nothing. You can do any of these things and think of nothing. And we do that a lot and that's fine. Give our brain a break. But uh, where is that place where you can take a certain thought captive and then have a place where it gives your mind the freedom to really get deep into it. And I was, I was talking about this. My oldest son uh, said it, it's where for him, it was where I can, he can work or do something active without having to think much about what he's doing, like a mindless somewhat activity, which I thought, gosh, that's, that's the case. I mean, that's when I'm, I'm showering. It doesn't take a whole lot of thought to give myself a, a bath. Uh, when I'm running, it's not a whole lot of thought. I'm running. I do it a lot. Uh, when you're driving, a lot of times it can be mindless. So again, what is it for you? Try that activity, that somewhat mindless activity. Take a thought captive and, or, or a decision that you need to make. Uh, you know, my brother's even been known to go get in the car and just drive. That does it for him. So, I mean, just think about your day uh, and taking those times because most of our day is filled with activities that don't give us the opportunity to be fully mindless. I mean, when I'm actively at work doing my work, I don't come up with creative thoughts that much. I'm fulfilling tasks. I'm doing good work and I might have a good idea, but I'm fulfilling tasks. I'm not coming up with super creative things right there within my work when I'm just taking care of tasks. And at home, I don't often just go in about the, 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 the day, day-to-day minutiae of home. I don't come up with creative thoughts. I'm fulfilling tasks. It's in the margins of, as my son said, where I don't have to be producing or thinking on tasks that I can freely focus and dwell on an idea or a decision. So, again, we're talking about intentionality and margin. And Zig in there even says we, we just need to have to think more. To to intentionally think and dwell on things more, um, and again to clarify that we're thinking all day long. Sixty thousand thoughts, says the Cleveland Clinic. Just like an air traffic controller, is thinking like mad nonstop, but they're fulfilling tasks and needs. So we're talking about critical thinking with focused effort to find in focused time to find a creative or life changing idea or solution or epiphany. We have brilliance in us. We have so many seeds of brilliance. We just need to give them a fighting chance. Before we continue on, this episode of the Ziegler's True Performance Show was brought to you in part by Concordia University of Wisconsin. Listen to this. Employers, folks, are constantly lamenting these days about a lack of soft skills in their workforce. This includes communication, self-awareness, emotional intelligence, much of the focus of Ziegler's True Performance Show that we're in right now. How about getting a college degree that puts a high value on these skills as well? So Concordia University of Wisconsin, they have a new organizational leadership and administration master's degree. This degree is a unique alternative to an MBA that focuses on people, culture, and the invaluable soft skills needed to effectively lead. It can be completed 100% online, it can be completed in just a year, and it's designed for busy professionals. Every student gets a dedicated success advisor who helps you keep your life in balance while you study. Best of all, your lessons will be rooted in Christian ethics and biblical principles. So go to, this is a little long, so you might want to write this down, onlineinfo.cuw.edu slash Ziegler to learn more. And if you decide to apply, enter the coupon code Ziegler and Concordia University of Wisconsin will waive your application fee. Here's that URL again, onlineinfo.cuw.edu slash Zig next hits on flea training, one of the most famous analogies that he uses. Uh, and he talks about fear, false evidence appearing real. But folks, I mean, we really do. We believe so often in the fears that we have. I mean, as a kid, I was afraid of the dark, authentically terrified. Why? I think I saw TV and movie shows that I shouldn't. And for whatever reason, they bothered me. Maybe they didn't other kids. Well, obviously, I I guess not. But my mind believed them enough to be absolutely terrified going out, uh, being sent out to get the mail at night was I was petrified. You know, Bigfoot, the elephant man, Freddy Krueger from Poltergeist, I, just things that were not real. And it's easy to look at that and go, gosh, yeah, that's, you know, childhood. But then, you know, later, folks, I mean, I, I feared things that were real. I mean, the possibility of losing my marriage, financial ruin, r- real things. And so, but whether there are, there are truth in our fears or not, we put limits on ourselves for so many reasons. So often, false evidence appearing. Real and we limit ourselves in areas that others with no more ability than us exceed uh, succeed in and Zig talks about Roger Bannister how he broke the four minute mile now was that a fear? No his doctors though saying it was just not possible, and we believed it we believed uh we believed their statements, and of course, what an absolute hero and rock star and celebrity Roger Bannister was for breaking that. Now he was an incredible elite athlete, devoted himself to that exercise, to that pursuit. And we hear that it sounds great, but the truth is a lot of us, it's hard for us to accept that analogy for ourselves because it's hard to accept that we could be that amazing. We're not a superstar. We're not a superhero. We're not a rock star, but folks. Uh, so let's look at his four minute mile that he overcame. And then, you know, how amazing that all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Everybody else started doing it. And now that's the benchmark for an elite runner the 4 minute mile for you for me in our lives might be going it uh, might be going to bed on time instead of staying up too late zoning out to tv shows or movies and continuing to decrease our health and clarity because we're always overtired and yet we can't stop ourselves from just that zoning out at night vegging out it might be uh, the 4 minute mile might be not drinking too much i'm talking about alcohol or whatever your addiction may be, or something that's just, it's not helping your life. It might be for some not looking at porn. It might be not shopping for a month and building up more credit debt, or just spending money that could be better used for savings or something else. Your four minute mile might not be, or might be to not overeat or eating without throwing it up. It might be letting your kids go and not be so controlling and overbearing. It might be being kind to your spouse who has acted unfairly or hatefully. It might be doing the right thing at work when you feel like everyone else is being dishonest and it doesn't really matter. I don't know what your four-minute mile is. It's a great exercise to say, what would be something massive or significant for you that feels undoable, just like Roger Bannister in the four-minute mile? We can be that world record breaker in our own lives because we have a life. It is our life. It is our world. It is our reality. It is our existence. It's going to be our legacy. We have so many limits on there. We have so many things where we are in a box and we have accepted those things. I mean, for every woman or man who does something extraordinary in their lives that the world knows about, like Roger Bannister on the four minute mile, there's a thousand or maybe 10,000 who do something that nobody knows about other than them. And yet it is a radical change for their lives. And then in the lives of untold amount of people that they impact and impart to. All right, folks, I'm going to leave you with that. And I'm going to be thinking about my own four minute miles. What seems too much, what would be profound and life-changing in my life that maybe nobody else will know about. It doesn't matter to them. It's not going to make me famous in the culture, but it could make me famous in my family. It could make me famous in my legacy, in my place of work, in somebody else's lives. Folks, thanks for being here ziggler's true performance show where we get to inspire our true performance together see you in the next show